0: Oh yes, that sound means it is time for another edition of the WissSports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, the general manager at WISports.net, football writer as well. Going to take you through this week's episode of the WSN podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, breaking some streaks, kind of a theme of the early going of the high school football season. Talk about the game of the week and how the last couple games of the week haven't been much of a game. We'll talk about a little bit of this coming week, some of the big games in week four of the high school football season, and then we'll get into a look at some of the players from the state of Wisconsin that have made NFL rosters as week one of the NFL season is coming up. We'll also talk a little bit about some of the individual standouts, some of the player rankings that we did before the season, some of the players that are standing out in the first third of the high school football season. We'll also do our stat of the week, in our rant of the week. So let's get right into it. It has been a kind of crazy time in southern Wisconsin, and in my neck of the woods, especially with weather, with rain, with record-breaking flooding that has impacted communities in southwest Wisconsin. My hometown of Richland Center, where I graduated from, uh, has been dealing with a number of issues. But last week, the big news in Richland Center was the streak coming to an end. It was a dubious streak. It was not the kind of streak that you wanted to be on. But it has come to an end nonetheless, as the Richland Center Hornets beat Luther in a back-and-forth affair, 30-24, to in my Richland Center Hornets, and a 42-game losing streak that had dated back to 2013, the last win coming, I believe it was September of that year, against Prairie du all the way back in 2013. A 42-game losing streak. I believe that was the third longest in state history based on uh, the the records that we have. So that streak comes to an end. It it is a far cry from the Richland Center football program that I grew up with, uh, that I was uh, a part of and and saw for a number of years after I left. Uh, Richland Center was in a state title game back in, I believe it was 1990. Lost six to nothing, I think it was against Elkhorn. Or excuse me, Ellsworth. A, a game that I was at when I was a youngster. Uh, Richland Center was known as a, a pretty solid football program for a number of years under head coach Avitus Rip, who is in the W.F.C.A. Hall of Fame. Um, you know, back before the playoffs expanded, uh, didn't have a ton of playoff appearances, but always right there, competing very well. Um, mentioned the state runner-up finish in 1990. Also made it to level three in. 1991, um, but there were some lean years. We did make it to the playoffs my senior year in 1997. Uh was the fall of my senior year, back when uh, Brady Ewing played. was the last time Richland Center made it to the playoffs in 2007. Of course, he went on to play at Wisconsin and played a couple years in the NFL. But it's been a while since, Wisconsin, or since uh, Richland Center has been relevant. It's been since 2007 that they made the playoffs, but at least that losing streak is off the backs, and again, part of a, uh, a season of streaks coming to an end. Of course, we opened the season with Fond du Lac ending Kimberly's 70-game winning streak. That was big news right away. In Week 2, Barron ended a, I believe it was 33 or 34-game losing streak. Richland Center ended their long losing streak. So the, the season of streaks has, uh, has proved to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, one of the other interesting things the last couple weeks, the, the game of the week that we pick on wissports.net has not turned out to be much of a game. Two weeks ago, in, in uh, week two, I had Amherst and St. Mary Springs as the game of the week, uh, understandably. Amherst is a three-time defending state champion in Division 5. St. Mary Springs was a defending champion in Division 6. And Springs dominated 34 to nothing. it really wasn't uh, a whole much of a game last week. Not quite as many good games on the schedule, uh, it, it seemed like, uh, at least not as many great games. I went with Mount Hora Barneveld at Wanakee as our game of the week. I, I went and watched that one, was interested to see what Wanakee was going to bring to the table. They looked very impressive in weeks one and two, um, but after losing, I think it was 18 starters from a year ago, including some really, really talented um, skill position players, You know, it was, it was Unsure where Wanaki was at, if they were just a really good team that was going to compete for a Badger North Conference title, or if they're a legitimate state title contender once again. And after seeing them dominate Mount hora Barneveld 46 to nothing, where they were up 43 to nothing at halftime, I'm pretty confident that Wanaki is once again a state title contender. They don't have the individual star power that they had last year. I, I don't know that many teams will for quite a while. But they've got very good kids. They've got program-type kids uh, that are stepping in that have paid their dues. Uh, they do have a certainly a difference maker on the outside with Sawyer Molly, uh, who returned the opening kickoff in that one for a touchdown. They've got a difference maker on defense with Reed Ryan, a North Dakota State commit, uh, who was in the backfield uh, consistently, coming off the uh, his d- defensive end position. He also returned a punt for a touchdown. So uh, again, the Game of the Week in Week 3 did not turn out to be much of a game. Wanaki dominated, and Wanaki is looking very much like a powerhouse once again. So is the trend going to continue this week? I ended up going with Muskego at Catholic Memorial as my Game of the Week in Week 4 of the high school football season. There was a number of other games that certainly were contenders that are outstanding games. I think there's a, a little bit of an uptick in the schedule this week. You had some other uh, contenders for that designation, uh, like New Berlin eisenhower at Greendale. Both those teams are ranked in the top five of Division Three. Menominee Falls and Marquette uh, is an outstanding game as well. East Troy and McFarland, both those teams are, are uh, undefeated. St. Mary Springs in Cedar Grove, Belgium, that's an interesting game. Uh, so it was really a good week of games this week um, that, again, could have gone a number of different directions for our game of the week, uh, but ended up going with Muskego and Catholic Memorial. Catholic Memorials ranked number one in Division 3. Muskego ranked number three in Division 1. Both teams have been pretty impressive in the early going, though they haven't necessarily got into the tougher part of their uh, Classic 8 conference schedule, but they do this week. Muskego is averaging 387 yards on the ground, just rolling over opponents with their wing T offense. Catholic Memorial has the kind of athletes, the kind of individual talent that can, uh, can keep up, so should be a great game. Hopefully it is a great game uh, with Catholic Memorial hosting in Muskego mentioned some of the other big games this weekend there's a, a pretty good slate um you know you look in the kind of northwest part of the state you've got some other games like Stanley Boyd at Spencer Columbus Catholic Rice Lake at Chippewa Falls Chippewa Falls dropped a game to Menominee last week they're looking to rebound speaking of Menominee they play River Falls that's another excellent game in the big Rivers Conference um Prairie du Sheen and G.E.T. you've got uh you Know just a number of games that I, I think are very interesting. Appleton North kind of looking to rebound, they've started one and two, uh, but a very good team. But they traveled to Stevens Point this week, so they've got a tough one. Interested to see Fond du Lac at Kingsford, uh, Michigan. Uh, Kingsford almost uh, beat Menasha a couple weeks ago, they got beat pretty bad by Springs last week, but that's a pretty solid program. Pulaski and Notre Dame both those teams are undefeated in the FRCC and kind of battling it out to see who's going to challenge Bayport in that league. So some really good games on the schedule for this week. And, of course, a lot of these games are conference games as we get into kind of the meat of the schedule. And, um, you know, you, you get some of these bigger conference matchups that kind of carry a little bit more weight. Uh, a game like Badger and Burlington. Badger's a, a defending state, a defending conference champion, excuse me, I think the last two years, in fact. Burlington's kind of the upstart this year. They've looked very, very good in the early going. Last week they got a huge performance out of their passing attack with Dalton Damon throwing to Nick Webley for a number of touchdowns. Webley also had a rushing touchdown in that one. Uh, and Burlington beat a pretty good Racine Horlick team in non-conference play earlier this year. And this is Burlington's chance to make a statement in the Southern Lakes Conference that they're for real, that they're going to be a uh, legitimate contender for that league. And, if, of course, if you beat... The, uh, the defending conference champion that kind of puts you in the position of maybe being the favorite. So uh, some good games on the schedule this week. want to uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about some players and, and we're going to first look at players that from the state of Wisconsin that played high school football in the state of Wisconsin that are going to be suiting it up and, and, and lacing it up on Sundays. Uh, it's always interesting to see you know, we've got the first week of NFL action this week. the The teams have made their cuts to get to the 53-man active roster, made their moves to put players on the uh, on the pup list or on injured reserve, also filled out their practice squad. So it's always interesting to see where um, you know where kids are, uh, kids. I, I say kids, but where players are going to fall. Um, you know, who's going to make some of those rosters? Who's going to be a surprise to to make a team? And also, who's going to be some of the surprise cuts? Uh, who's going to you know, be be left out in the dark? Uh, of course, one of the big stories involving a, a state player in the in the last few months was Joe Thomas retiring, a perennial Pro Bowl lineman that had played, uh, I can't remember, what it was it, over 10,000 consecutive snaps in his career before last year. Um, surefire NFL Hall of Famer that uh, retired in the offseason. So we lost one off of the list from a year ago. We also lost uh, Jared Aberderis who... Uh, ended up getting cut from Detroit and and essentially announced his retirement. Brad Nortman was cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars despite a pretty uh, successful season last year. Uh, So he's out of the NFL. Maybe he gets a chance to come back, I'm not sure. And Brian Witzman from Somerset, Wisconsin, went to uh, college at uh, South Dakota State. Let me double-check. Yeah, South Dakota State. Had been with Kansas City most recently, started I think 13 games there last year, and just yesterday he was released. After initially making their 53-man roster, he was released yesterday uh, in favor of a different offensive lineman that that the uh, Chiefs picked up. So he's still got a chance to to catch on with another team, but as of right now, he is not on an active roster or on a practice squad. So we lost uh, four people from uh, the state of Wisconsin on the NFL list. The only addition we have this year is Alec James, former All-State player at Brookfield East, went on to a solid career at Wisconsin, was, uh, uh, I believe, undrafted, but made the practice squad for the Arizona Cardinals. So he's the only one that I'm aware of that is new on the NFL list this year. But if you look at some of the players in the NFL from the state of Wisconsin, pretty solid group. Obviously, you've got J.J. Watt and his brothers, Derek and T.J., Uh, A lot of people think this is a a really big breakout year opportunity for T.J. Watt. And uh, after a a pretty good rookie season, of course, um, Travis Frederick is still on the active roster for the Dallas Cowboys, although he is uh, battling a um, uh, a disease, I think it technically is, or virus that will uh, sideline him for quite a while. But they have not put him on the pup list or injured reserve yet. Not sure if they will, but, of course, he's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Kevin Zeitler, Ricky Wagner certainly fit into that category as well in terms of uh, uh, dominant offensive linemen. Zeitler from Wisconsin Lutheran, Wagner from West Allis Hale. Frederick, of course, was from Bigfoot. Uh, All those guys played at the University of Wisconsin. Joe Schobert, one of my favorite stories ever covering high school sports in Wisconsin over the last uh, 10-plus years. Of course, his uh, story is pretty well documented, what he did at Waukesha West as a junior breaking the Division I state finals rushing record of John Clay and leading them to a state title, going very, very much under-recruited in in the process and ultimately not receiving any Division I scholarship offers, much to my surprise. I, I said a number of times that, that I thought he was being under-recruited. Um, had planned to walk on at North Dakota, really stood out at the WFCA All Star Games in the in July of uh, after his senior year. The coaches there said, "Hey, what are you doing going to North Dakota? Why are you walking on at North Dakota?" They contacted Brett Bielema at the University of Wisconsin, said, "Hey, you need to give this guy a chance. You need to check this guy out." Um, sure enough, they they looked at him and said, "All right, we we've got one spot left on our roster for this fall as a walk on." It's yours if you want it. And I remember talking to to Joe's dad, Randy, um, emailing back and forth with him a little bit. And uh, it was a, a difficult decision for Joe. He was almost he, he was basically set to move to North Dakota, um, and all of a sudden the late opportunity at Wisconsin came in, got everything submitted, and and it was kind of a rush to get everything done. But ended up going to Wisconsin, uh, moved around a little bit. He tells the story of playing uh, one day in camp even as a wide receiver. Um, I can't remember if he might've been tried at defensive end or, uh, even in the secondary ended up playing outside linebacker was an outstanding fit for the three, four that Wisconsin ran, went on to be an all American went on to be drafted by the Cleveland Browns. After his first year, they moved him to, uh, to middle linebacker and last year made the pro bowl, just an outstanding story. I've said it before, probably the favorite uh, my favorite story arc of, of anything that I've covered, and got a chance to talk with Joe a little bit more this summer, uh, went to his football camp that he did down at Waukesha West High School, did some work with him on that, uh, promoting it, and very humble guy, uh, very driven, obviously, uh, kind of a quiet guy, but obviously there's a, a fire that burns deep and, and has driven him to be very successful. Other NFL players from the state of Wisconsin, you, you got to talk about Melvin Gordon, who's uh, battled some injuries early in his career, but came on obviously very strong for the Los Angeles Chargers last week. Alex Erickson, uh, a great story uh, from Darlington High School, was going to go to Stevens Point to play basketball, decided to, to go to Wisconsin his first year there, didn't even play football, uh, missed out an entire year of opportunity, and then his second year at Wisconsin decided to try out. Uh, Ended up making it and and grew from there uh, and is now a uh, NFL player for the Cincinnati Bengals at receiver, their primary kick and punt returner as well. Uh, Defensive back has been a pretty decent uh, position, surprisingly, maybe. Out of the state of Wisconsin, Trey Waynes is at Minnesota coming out of Kenosha Bradford. You have Eric Murray, Milwaukee Riverside, who went to Minnesota, uh, now playing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So a a pretty good group of players from Wisconsin. Some young guys that are making some noise as well. Ryan Ramchek at at, uh, New Orleans. Um, His story, again, kind of a consistent story here, is a walk-on from the state of Wisconsin uh, and going on to play in the NFL. You you look at the list of uh, NFL players, and there's quite a few walk-ons in that list. Alex Erickson walked on at Wisconsin, now in the NFL. You have Chris Maragos. You have... Daria Ogunbowale, Ryan Ramchak, Joe Schobert, Ricky Wagner, J.J. Watt, all those guys started as walk-ons at Wisconsin before going on to play in the NFL. So it gives you an idea of what Wisconsin has been able to do, and the Wisconsin walk-on tradition, of course, is very, very strong. So who are some of the next guys that could be making that jump from playing high school football in Wisconsin to the NFL? So let's take a look at some of our player rankings for the high school football class of 2019. Um, you know, it's a ways out, but there's certainly some chances that some of these guys you'll certainly see on Saturday, and someday you could see on Sunday. Uh, Julius Davis from Menominee Falls, the running back, is our top ranked player in the Wisports.net player rankings in the 2019 class. A kid that kind of Broke on the scene early last year with a, uh, a run that went viral. The highlight video went viral. It was reminiscent of the Marshawn Lynch beast quake run or whatever it was called and really put him on the radar. He ended up getting an offer from Wisconsin committing pretty quickly. He was out to an outstanding start to his senior year and really looked much more uh, explosive and athletic uh, even than what he did last year and, of course, uh, really had, had gotten a lot of attention after committing to Wisconsin when LSU, USC, Notre Dame all offered. Um, unfortunately, he suffered an injury, I believe it was a groin strain he indicated, that prevented him from playing last week. It might keep him out for a few weeks here. There's a possibility he could miss some extended time. But he's a special running back, the latest of a pretty strong group of running backs to come from the state of Wisconsin. So he's our top-ranked player, Leo Chenal from Grantsburg, a really dynamic, athletic kid, that uh, I I think is going to be a linebacker for Wisconsin, but in high school plays linebacker, running back. He played receiver last year. Just a, a, a really outstanding athlete, six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds, built uh, like a uh, college football player already. He's got outstanding athletic ability, and he's uh, been very dynamic already as well. Keanu Benton from Jamesville-Craig, defensive lineman, uh, has the the right kind of size that you look for in a defensive lineman, six foot four, two hundred ninety-five pounds. Uh, Wisconsin's really excited about him. Other kids that we had highly ranked: Deshaun Brown from Racine-St. Catharines. Now he's a he's a really interesting player in the recruiting process. He had some early offers from Wisconsin and Iowa, Iowa State, a number of other schools, and they've kind of backed off a little bit. And uh, I'm not sure where he's going to end up. He, he plays quarterback for the Angels. Plays a little defensive back as well, but he's likely a receiver prospect at the next level. Um, one of the most dynamic athletes in the entire state of Wisconsin, and he's had a huge uh, beginning to his season. But he, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to end up. And, and you know, he he had those early Power Five, Big Ten type offers, and I just don't know if those are still going to be there when he, uh, when he makes a decision. But he's certainly got the athletic ability, the, the ability to be that kind of player. Austin Erdl, an offensive lineman, defensive lineman from uh, Wabatosa West. He's uh, uh, going to play center, recruited as, as a center at Miami of Ohio. Um, Jake Karshinski, defensive end from West to committed to Iowa. You know, some of these guys have had pretty big seasons to open uh, or Excuse me, 2018. Reed Ryan from Key, Ben Hoytink from Slinger. Um, so a, a solid group, a pretty good group in 2019. Um, what do we have? I think five, uh, well, six if you count Brown's offers at, at one point that had offers from um, Big Ten schools. Also Tyler Cooper from St. Croix Falls uh, going to Minnesota. Uh, a number of kids that are going to the Dakota schools and North Dakota State especially. So pretty good group in 2019. And again, a lot of those guys are off to some pretty good starts to their senior season. So if we look at who some of the big-time players are and have been so far this season, one name that, that certainly stands out is Darius Crowley-Reed from Martin Luther High School. Here's a kid that uh, leads the state in rushing yards with 746 But he's only done it on a few carries. Uh, His carries have been limited as they've been blowing teams out so far. But how about this? He averages over 20 yards a carry, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, But he's been extremely explosive, 15 touchdowns on the ground as well. He might be the early favorite for State Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, You look at some of the other leaders. Uh, Dylan Hendricks is right up there near the top in rushing yards and touchdowns. He's a kid that's committed to North Dakota State. Um, be interesting to see where he ends up there. I mean, he could be a uh, a linebacker type. You know, interesting to see. But he's he's been dominating so far for the uh, Pulaski Raiders, and they're undefeated and looking very good. So, you know, if you if you look at the race, the early race for state offensive player of the year, I think Julius Davis certainly was in that conversation before he got hurt. In fact, he was averaging a state best two hundred sixty eight yards per game in his first uh, two contests. But with him hurt and and unsure when he'll return, kind of opens things up and and throws a loop in that uh, Player of the Year race. So Carly Reed's certainly in that discussion. Hendricks is in that discussion. Uh, There's some other guys that are are up there as well. Uh, And by the way, if you're looking for the state leaders in in any category, you can find it at wissports.net. Head over to the Football Statistics page. You can find state leaders in rushing, passing, receiving, defense, punting, kicking, you name it. Um, That's one of the unique features, of course, that we have at wissports.net. Let's get into our stat of the week, and I mentioned it earlier. Darius Crowley-Reed, what he has done has been so incredibly impressive. He's averaging 21.3 yards per carry while leading the state in total rushing yards. 746 total yards, 15 touchdowns, He's only carried the ball thirty-five times in these three games. It's amazing what he has done. You, you see some of the highlights of of his runs and you know runs with power. Has outstanding athletic ability. He's only five foot eight, one hundred and eighty-seven pounds, and I think that might be kind of what's limiting him from a uh, recruiting standpoint, especially at the Division One level. But all the the D 2s in in Minnesota and Iowa and in the the Midwest should be on him. He's got four D two offers already, and I, I think he's certainly got the talent to play at the Division one level. And if he keeps proving it on the field, um, you know those uh, those Division one offers could come. Although again, at five foot eight, it it kind of limits how many schools will take a look at you, but. Uh, He's he's been so dynamic in the early going in 21.3 yards per carry. Just incredibly impressive. The rant of the week from the hip. We'll go from the hip on this rant of the week. The weather. The weather sucks. As I mentioned earlier, in Reedsburg, we've been dealing with flooding and and things For over a week now, this is the second round that we're getting right now, where the, the flooding is expected to be very close to the levels we saw last week, which were the highest in recorded history. 2008, we thought that we had the 100-year flood. Turns out it was the 10-year flood, because in 2018, we got it even worse last week. This week, some of the other communities that were hit hard, communities like Waniwalk, like Laval, uh like Reedstown, Viola... Uh, got it again, but then some additional communities uh, got hit hard. My hometown in Richland Center, we got flooding uh, mm-hmm. pretty bad in 2008, but um, this year it's coming back again. We kind of missed it the first time around. All the rain and, and things were just a little bit to the north, but now uh, this time a uh, good part of that area underwater, communities of Rockbridge and um just devastated by flooding essentially the entire town underwater a a tiny town outside of richland center uh the weather can stop it sucks dealing with rain and and things like that usually isn't too bad um you know it's from a from a football perspective from what we do it it's the the thunderstorms and the lightning that usually cause problems but the last Mm -hmm. few years we have seen flooding really be an issue even uh two years ago i think it was there was uh, flooding issues over in Viola and Kickapoo uh, that caused quite a few issues. It was um, Kickapoo again this year. So it, it's been kind of a consistent thing the last few years that flooding is uh, has really caused a lot of issues, and it, it goes well beyond the football aspect of it. We have seen a number of uh, a few games that have been postponed or had to be canceled because of the flooding. Montello has canceled school all this week. Richland Center, Reedsburg, Waniwa, Kickapoo have not gone to school yet. It remains to be seen if they'll get any days in this week. Um, But Mother Nature, can you just give us a break? It's been very hard on a lot of people. That goes, again, well beyond anything to do with high school athletics. It'd be nice to get a break. It'd be nice to get some dry weather, let things dry out, allow people to recover, to return to their homes, to clean up and try to move forward. So give us a break, please. With that, we'll call it a day. We'll call it an episode on our WSN podcast. Again, we'll bring a new podcast to you every Wednesday on Wisssports.net. We're on SoundCloud right now. I messed up our iTunes submission, so I had to resubmit. But we'll be on iTunes very shortly as well, so you can follow along on any of your favorite podcasting services if you have uh if you have one that you usually use that we're not on maybe stitcher or something else let us know we'll we'll see if we can throw it up on there as well and again uh we'll get some guests in at different times during the year we'll talk basketball with norbert durst and mark miller we'll try to get some coach excuse me coaches on maybe some media members anybody else uh in the high school sports realm to get you all up to dated uh up to date on what's going on in high school sports in the state of wisconsin and as always Make sure you check out Wisports.net, a daily destination for any kind of high school sports information, whether you're looking for the basic stuff like scores, stats, schedules, rosters, that kind of thing, or you want to get more in-depth and you're looking for analysis, recruiting information, player rankings, uh, we've got you covered with that as well. Look forward to doing this all year. Again, every Wednesday on WISSPORTS.net. I'm Travis Wilson. Thanks for joining in on the WISSPORTS.net podcast. We'll see you next week.